Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Lester Chang is an American hero. He served in Afghanistan. He most recently won in November as a Republican, uh, as an assemblyman in uh, in Brooklyn. And these Democrats, these bastards, they try to take it away from him. But uh, thank God, at least uh, up to this point, he has his seat. George Santos should be gone. Lester Chang should be there. Here he is making his second appearance on Sid and Friends in the Morning, my new friend, Lester Chang. Good morning, Lester. How are you, pal? Good morning, Sid. Good morning. What's a warm day today? Later tonight, we bone chilling, just as chilling as in Albany. Do you want to find good Chinese food up in Albany? <laughs> did you uh, did you want to be a weather person when you were a kid? Is that what uh, <laughs> a meteorologist? <laughs> um, uh, oh, are you in Albany right now? No, no, no. I'm in New York. I'll be traveling up in Albany later tonight. There's a caucus is always there. Oh, and, right, uh, right, yes. It's going to be bone chill. Bone chill. Oh, well, uh, and then I'll be back to a warmer next week. I think we're back in the high 50s next week. Look, the good news, Lester Chang, is that spring training, pitchers and catchers are there in Florida. That means the warm weather is just a couple of weeks away. But I do want to ask you, again, you won. You served this country proudly. Thank you for your service. You're a, uh, a terrific guy, and the Democrats still tried to job you Try claiming, of course, this apartment you've got means you didn't live in Brooklyn. So are we done now with the challenges? Are you in this seat now and good to go? Well, there's still, there's still, I'm, I did an X mark on my back still. And I have to survive for the next 18 months and, and survive for a re-election to confirm that. There's, so there's always doubt around there, you know, and uh, it's not really secure until you get another re-election to have a, a good margin. It's not a fluke or anything like that. So 18 months, I give myself a take. But in terms of uh, all those uh, legal signs, most of the time it's trying to calm down a bit. But still, they're waiting for any mistakes I make, mm-hmm. just like anything else in this political game. All right, so the bullseye is still on your back. You think it'll take about 18 months for all of it to go away, but you're, you're serving right now. You know, look, I, I'm never going to compare you to a guy like George Santos. That guy should be removed yesterday, but... Uh, you know, uh, there are people that say, well, he's got that apartment, that rent control apartment in Manhattan, kind of Santos-esque. I'm not saying that. I think there's no comparison, obviously, but there are some that say that. So it's a very simple question, Lester. Any regrets about maybe some of your campaigning strategies, what you did and didn't say before you actually did deservedly win? No, I haven't because uh, I, I ran a very clean election, never criticized anyone. I just want to talk about, hey, uh, this is your voting record. I, I ran, that's what it confuses uh, other opponents because I ran very nicely, very clean. I haven't done anything uh, that, that will raise up to the level. And it's just simple, hard work, door-to-door knocking, talking at least 1,000 voters knocking on it. And when you have 1,000 voters, that means I have to knock about two to 3,000 to really, uh, to, uh, just to, just to, just to open the door for me. So a, a thousand voters I talk, that's about two to three thousand of of empty door knocking. So that's that's a lot of a lot of walking there. Okay, fair enough. Now there's a new district in Brooklyn that is uh majority Asian. I believe it's uh, district forty three. 
And uh, they're going to have these uh, big city council elections, Lester, as you know, coming up. Um, I'm interested in some of these. I've got a couple of buddies. One, Mike Ragusa, running against uh, Justin Brandon. Actually, he's got a primary coming up first in June in uh, in that Bensonhurst, in that Bay Ridge district, I should say. But this one, the new Asian district, I believe is 43 city council. There are some that think that you may run for that, even though you just won an assembly seat. Any any truth to that, that maybe you'll run for the city council in the new uh, Asian district? No truth to that to 43. No truth to that. If I did not win this uh, uh, assembly district, I may have, but I'm I'm in. I'm solid. I'm good for another, uh, another re-election year. But at 43, I suspect it's going to be a primary for both Democrat and Republican Party. I suspect that. And I, I believe in primary. And the best person who who makes the best message should win and uh, there'll be a nice fight it's going to be a very quiet very low turnout but i think 43 is going to be a fireworks in our community wow that's going to be uh, you're making it sound very very exciting lester chang but and uh, and just so for folks that uh, live in brooklyn they get to really know those areas what are some of the um places in district 43 the recognizable names of some of these uh, places in that district well, certainly 43, perhaps maybe about 60% of my area. So solidly Sunset Park, Bedica Heights, uh, bits of Bensonhurst, and uh, bits of uh, a Borough Park, bits of it. Wow. Okay. So it's a long, it's a long Big. stretch. Yeah. I know Decker Heights very well. I went to Poly Prep with your friend Arthur Idala many years and Joseph Takapina. So I know that area very, very well in Bay Ridge, Bensonhurst, Sunset Park, Borough Park, all of that in that uh, District 43. One of the things you and I talked about, Lester, you were on the day we celebrated the Asian New Year, the Chinese New Year. And uh, you were great that day, and that's why you're back again for a second visit in less than a month. You talked about the schools and education, and Mayor Adams, who's become a friend of mine, uh, actually frustrated me. And he's a friend of mine a couple of days ago because I thought he was pro-charter schools, but he's so caught up in money uh, from the budget, and it's not even true what he's saying. I got I got I got to put Eric out there. It's not even true that now he's kind of gone sideways on charter schools, even though that's what Kathy Hochul wants. Uh, I am very pro-charter school. I don't care about the money. The money's not even real, that billion-dollar figure Eric Adams came up with. What are your thoughts on education, charter schools, and the mayor's stance up in Albany a couple of days ago? Well, I am pro-charter school myself and pro-parental uh, choice for, for school choices, no question. And I support yeshivas, uh, their academic uh, 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 plans. So I'm pro for that. Eric Adams, for his budget itself, he has a big problem with the uh, the new immigrants right now. They're, they're eating up his budget a lot. And the federal government's not there backing him. The, the state's going to come up with so much money, and, and he's afraid that he'll be short on money to, to, run, to run the city. No, that's fine. But, but, that. but his contention was, was that uh, – I'll tell you what the, the detractors are saying. They're saying, first of all, it's going to take years and years for all of these charter schools to get underway so you don't pay that money up front. They're also saying so many kids are not in school these days, about 20 percent of what it was a couple of years ago. There's plenty of room in existing schools. So a lot of that money that the mayor is contending needs to go towards this isn't really true. What are your thoughts on that? My thoughts is about 85 uh, charter schools, what they call Zombie schools, that, that weren't disenrolled. So we had to quarter by 85 for a charter school. And I believe that there is money for charter school. And the disenrollment 
in terms of that, we have a lot of people moving away from the city, moving out from the city. So that's why you have a low enrollment right now in the city school. So we had to stop that. But but at the same time, is we're increasing uh, the the class sizes. They're trying to shrink down the class sizes. So you need to expand more schools. So I believe there is we can co-locate charter school and public school at the same time. There is money. There is money. I agree. They need to get it done. Lester, you and I and Ron Kim was on that day, too, discussed some of the reasons why our children are lagging so far behind in in really important classes, math and science, and the Asian community, your community, does very, very well. And most of it, of course, goes to parenting. We know that, right? Our kids are sitting there playing Xbox, and and, uh, your community is at home doing homework. That may sound real simple, but really, that's, that's the truth. Why do you think we've lagged so far behind kids here in America in some of the most important studies in school? Look, in education, I think three ways. First thing is teachers, qualified teachers. Second, motivation of of, of students. And third, most important thing is motivation of parents. The parents have to come in. We can't legislate parents' involvement, but if parents are more involved with children's education, then the child will, will... will gravitate more schooling. Now, I happen to know several cases. In, in my district, I've seen women or, or old men picking up cans just to, just to save money for their grandchildren to go for, for, uh, for tutoring programs. What? You know about that. Where is this? Yeah. Well, give me, where is this exactly? This is not Bensonhurst. Where is this? No, but in Chinatown and also as well as 8th Avenue. And sometimes I look at them, you see them picking up cans. To survive, but some of them I really asked them is, you know, why are you picking up cans for? Hey, you know, to save money for for my grandchildren for for tutoring. Hmm. That's how devoted that they are in education. Oh, that's sad too. So you have to have to vote. You have hmm. to have that kind of motivation, hmm. and kids have to be motivated. If yep. you don't have that element, yep. it's going to be very hard. Yep. Uh, on the way out, Lester, you know, you're right. On the way out, you're Chinese. Is that right? Yes, I'm Chinese. Okay, so everything going on right now with the balloons, we're shooting down balloons. Now the president says last couple days, we're not even sure if they really are coming from China. I guess trying to, you know, kind of minimize what may turn out to be a huge conflict between China and the United States. So as a proud Chinese citizen here in America, are you disheartened by what's going on between China and the United States? Do you think that the president of China, the man in charge there, is, uh, is out to get the United States and eventually drive us to war. What are your thoughts as a Chinese-American, your thoughts on the Chinese-America relationship right now? Well, for mainland China, it's uh, very contentious right now. Okay, so there is, there is animosity. And, and Xi Jinping, I think this is his third term, maybe, maybe for life. Yes, there is contention. And, and what the U.S., you have to understand, China's a billion people over there. You have to have a tight control. In America, democracy rules. So, so how do you manage a billion people, and how do you manage to have people working without anarchy? So you have to have a strong arm. And applying American democracy into Chinese culture doesn't mix. So that's why uh, I believe that there is uh, friction in there. And with the balloon itself, I'm... I'm not very happy if, they, if the Chinese release the balloon, whether it be accident or, or not accident, into American territory. That's not, that's not good optic itself. Lou Rafino, my show, contends Lester Chang that WOHOP, 
in Chinatown is the best Chinese restaurant in New York. Who better than you would know this? What is the best Chinese restaurant in Brooklyn? In Brooklyn, Wall Hop is in Chinatown. Yes, in Brooklyn. Yeah, no, no. But so I'm asking. We know about Chinatown. What is the? But you're in Brooklyn. What is the best yeah. Chinese restaurant in Brooklyn? I think one of them is called Golden Palace at 61st Street and 7th Avenue and John Chen Restaurant. I think that's one of the better ones in there. Is that where you go? Is that where you go? I go there very frequently. I go there very frequently yeah. for banquet type of dinner, yes. Yeah, uh, because um, uh, we, we love Chinese food here. In fact, my, my, my guy, Macedonia, Phil, I never even sure this really existed, but we found out a couple of weeks ago that people really love Chinese bakeries. Are there a lot of Chinese bakeries in Brooklyn, Manhattan, in New York City, what is a Chinese bakery exactly? There's a lot. Uh, one really? Thing about the Chinese bakery is is not as sweet as other pastries are. Not as heavy. The cream is not not heavy. It's light, not so sweet. So that's what that's what we uh, like to uh, eat for. It's very light uh, uh, compared to other communities like Italians or, or Jewish. Are very sweet and sometimes can be very heavy. No kidding. Light. I didn't know yeah. this. I actually had an argument with somebody. Since I'm a little kid, I used to go to, like, um, there was a place called Loon Hing on Avenue U in, uh, in Brooklyn. We used to really like that place. And uh, there was others that, that we enjoyed in Brooklyn. But I'd, oh, I would always get, Lester, pineapple. I would get ice cream, a, uh, a fortune cookie, and pineapple for dessert. And this generation goes, I've never once been to a Chinese restaurant where they serve pineapples. Uh, am I crazy? Or was that not a big thing years and years ago? No, that's very common. You go to Far East, and they have pineapples out there. Thank you. It's very, very common. Yes. Thank you. I win. Well, listen, uh, it's been another very informative and uh, tremendous conversation. And don't let these Democrats bother you, Lester. We love you. Thank you for your service to this country. You're a great man. You're a great politician. And many, many, many days ahead serving the proud people of Brooklyn. I'm a Brooklyn guy myself, Lester. So thank you so much, and God bless you. Thank you. Thank you, Sid. My man. You, You too. There he is. Lester Chang, don't tell me there's no pineapple for dessert. You heard it from the man himself. <laughs> Phil went jumping up and down. I know. He was so happy. Yes. Phil loves a good Chinese bakery. But then again, who doesn't? If you've had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read all of their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today at 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email at Info at GaboLaw.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident.